Thanks so much for listening today. We hope that through this message, you are being filled with the grace and hope found in the person of Jesus Christ. If this message and ministry has made an impact on you in any way, be sure to let us know about it by emailing us at mystory@thefuelchurch.com. And even if you couldn't be here in person, be sure to check in with us on Instagram and Facebook to let us and others know that you are listening and growing with us here at Fuel Church. Every month through these check-ins, we are making a global difference. Now, let's jump into this week's message. Uh, I'll start off with a, with a story. So my wife and I, we've been married for, it's about to be five years in the end of May. Okay. It's, yeah. 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 No, it's, it's good. It's good. You know, we're not at that point where we're, you know, we're, we're trying to kill each other yet. You know, <laughs> we're still in the honeymoon stage. Okay. We still love each other. Uh, but no, it's been great. Um, that was a delayed laugh. <laughs> um, now, it's, we've been having so much fun. I mean, come on. We went from New Jersey to Indiana. Like, <laughs> What a journey. Um, and one thing in, in our early, uh, in our early, I've only been married for five minutes in our early, <laughs> probably like in our first or second year, uh, she came up to me and she said, hey, um, we need to spend more time with each other. We're not spending enough time. And I was like, what do you mean? I see you every day. <laughs> She's like, no, 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 we're not spending enough time with each other. And I was like, all right, all right, cool. I went away. I went to, to, to do something else. And, and I just began to think, I'm like, man, you know what? If she wants to spend time, then we're going to spend time. Right? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to start taking her out on more dates. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take her out on more dates. And sure enough, every single week, we were going on a date. And for all my, like, husbands here, like, I was spending money on her. Okay? But, like, I was buying flowers. Like, we weren't going to no steak and shake, okay? We were going to, like, eating the real steak. You know what I mean? Uh, and, you know, I was, I was buying flowers, chocolate every single week. And, and after, like, two months, like, man, I started feeling good about myself. I'm like, yeah, now she's happy. Now what? <laughs> right? And then uh, she came up to me, and she was like, hey, uh, and just very nice. She's like, we're not spending time with each other. <laughs> and I'm like, girl, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, do you want to see my bank app and tell me that we're not spending time with each other? Like, I could show you all the times that we spent. Like, you eating 20 chocolates, covered, chocolate-covered strawberries, like, every week. But I digressed. I was like, you know what? Do you want to, you want to spend more time? You know, we, you want to go on another date? What I was really telling her, I was like, you want to be broke? <laughs> I was like, you want to go on another day? We'll go on another date. And she was like, no, no, no. Um, we don't need to go on another date. Um, and she said a specific word. She said, we don't need to, to go on another date. What I just need you to do is I need you to be intentional with me. All right? 
And I know a lot of wives could relate to this because she would tell me, when we go out to a restaurant, you're there, but you're not there. Okay? And all the wives started clapping. You're there, but you're not there. Like you're, you're, she was telling me, you, you got to be more intentional. Like you got to be more present because when we go on dates, you're, you're either talking about work or you're just on your phone or you're just, you're just completely checked out. She said, it's so nice, you know, and she's like, I just need you to be more intentional. And I heard what she was saying. And then during the years, like I started working on it, started being more present and being more intentional. And now I can say we are still in our honeymoon stage and our marriage is at its best right now. Come on. You know, I say this, I say this word for a reason, because one thing that God has been convicting me lately is about having intentional faith. Intentional faith. Okay? Here's what I mean by that. You see, it doesn't matter how long you've been saved. It doesn't matter how long you've been a Christian. We all go through stuff, right? We we all have been to the doctor and heard a report that uh, we weren't expecting. We all had a pile of bills that we don't know how to pay. We've all had temptations. We've all had things that we have been fighting over and over again. And when we get to those, when we get to those places when we don't know what to do or where fear starts to rise or when stress starts knocking at your door, you know what we do? We start backtracking. We start going back. We start being unintentional with our faith. But you know what? That, those are the moments right there where you need to lean in. You need to press in. You need to be intentional with your faith. You need to trust God and say, it doesn't matter what's going on or how I feel. I'm making a choice to be present in my faith with God right now. I want to be intentional. I just don't want to show up to church. I want to be there in the presence of God. I need to be intentional with my faith. I liked how David put it in the book of Psalms. He said, and those who know your name will put their trust in you for you, Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. If I were you, I would write this down. It's one thing to know his name. It's another thing to trust in the name that you know. It's one thing to know his name. It's another thing to trust in the name that you know. If I could be honest with you, it's easy for me to trust God when all my bills are paid. It's easy for me to trust God when the devil isn't knocking on my door every single day. It's easy to trust God when we're not facing those addictions and those trials like like there's no tomorrow. It's easy to trust God during those times. But what God is challenging me and God is challenging you today is during those times, you need to be intentional with your faith. 
You need to be determined. Your faith needs to be active. Your faith needs to be proactive because God is saying, when I do a miracle in your life, it's not when everything is going uh it's not when everything is going right, but when things are going wrong, I am present, I am there, and I need you to be there too with your faith. It's one thing to know his name, it's another thing to trust in the name that you know. You see, a lot of people know his name. Unbelievers know his name. The devil knows his name. Judas in the Bible knew his name. But I wonder if there's a believer today in the house that can say, not only do I know his name, but I trust in the name that I know. My reliance is on him. My faith is on him. My hope, my expectation is in him. We're talking about intentional faith. You see, there's, there's something about a Christian who is intentional with their faith, who isn't moved by what they see or by what they feel, but they have their eye on the prize. There's a man in the Bible named Paul, and we're about to see a scripture from the book of Acts, and we're going to see how intentional he was with his faith. I mean, wow, like Paul was the greatest example of someone who can go through something but at the same time, not allow that to phase him. At the same time, you know, you know sometimes we're like a seesaw. When, you, when we're good, we're good. When we're bad, we're bad. Paul in the Bible found the balance. He found the balance. Here, I, I want to read the scripture to you because I'm, I'm really excited about this verse. Acts chapter 20, verse uh, 20 through 24. It says, But there is another urgency before me now. I feel compelled to go to Jerusalem. I'm completely in the dark about what will happen. I don't know if anybody's here in the dark. I'm completely in the dark about what will happen when I I get there. I do know that it won't be any picnic. Wow. For the Holy Spirit has let me know repeatedly and clearly that... There are hard times and imprisonment ahead, but that matters little. Somebody say, but that matters little. What matters most to me is to finish what God started. Paul was speaking from his heart. And he was saying, listen, I know there's some challenges that await me. I know that uh, it, it might be completely dark. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. And here's the reason why he, he was able to say that. The first, the first sentence in the verse, it says, but there is another urgency before me now. You see, Paul was describing the faith that was rising on the inside of him. Paul was describing the belief in God that he did not have before. Paul says, I got a faith right now that I've never experienced before. You see, God will give you a faith that you did not have before to face a battle that you have not seen yet. God will give you a faith 
that you did not have before to face a battle that you have not seen yet. When you enter into a new season in your life, God will always give you a new faith. God will never allow you to enter into a new season with a previous dated faith. You see, it's one thing for Moses to stretch out his rod and, it, and for it to turn into a serpent. It's another thing for Moses to stretch out his rod and for the Red Sea to part. It's one thing for David to kill a bear or a lion when nobody is watching. It's another thing for David to sling his sling and and kill Goliath with one rock when everybody's watching. It's it's one thing for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for them to say, I'm not worshiping your God. You can put me through the fire. It's another thing to actually go through the fire, but come out not smelling like smoke. Why? Because Jesus was in the fire. I don't know if you heard the song, but I'm here to tell you that there is another in the fire that is with you. And his name is Jesus. And he's asking you today, would you be intentional? Would you press in? Would you put every ounce of hope in me? I know that it's tough. I know it gets hard. But God is asking us today, would you be present? See, Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, it says, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I know that God is working in my life. Somebody say amen. I know that God is working in my life and he is going to complete it till the end. That's why, that's why Paul, Paul was able to say, if we can go back to that scripture, Paul was able to say, uh, but that matters little. Uh, that matters little. What matters most to me is to finish what God started. Do you know that God is going to finish in your life what he started? Do you know that he's not done yet? Do you know that this is only the beginning? And he is saying, press in. Be intentional with your faith. Because I'm doing something in your life. And I know you don't see it. But maybe it's not meant for you to see and just to give him glory. So today I want to talk to you about two ways on how to be intentional with your faith. Number one is silence the noise. Silence the noise. Somebody say silence the noise. There's this basketball player named Kevin Durant, very famous basketball player. And he plays for the Golden State Warriors. And yeah, they're, they're, in, they're, they're about to go to the finals. Let's, let's not. But if you look at Kevin Durant, he has these noise-canceling headphones, okay? And here's the reason why he has these noise-canceling headphones. You, the reason why is because he's been to many games, and every time he goes into a game, whether if it's a home game or an away game, there's always somebody in the crowd talking that smack, There's always somebody there trying to throw him off his game. So what he has to do is he just, 
in order to silence the noise, he just needs to put these headphones on. Because you know what? His, his purpose in his life, his calling is to play basketball. And he's doing a great job at it. And because he knows that's his purpose, he can't hear the noise that is around him. Some of us today are hearing some noise that we need to silence. See, the reason why we fall back to our old patterns of thinking is because we've never silenced the noise. What voices are you listening to today? What words are you allowing to come in? And how do those words make you feel? If you don't like it, if you don't like the the way it makes you feel, if it's distracting you, if it's keeping you away from your faith, then maybe it's time to silence that noise. Maybe it's time to, to, to put a stop to those words that you're hearing, those words that you may be telling yourself, those words that make you feel insecure, those words that, that, that make you doubt. Maybe it's time to silence that noise. Maybe it's time to finally silence the devil that is trying to bring you down. He's trying to rob you of your faith. He's trying to rob you of your joy. He's trying to rob you of your peace. Maybe it's time for you to silence it. I love how uh, Jesus describes this noise in the book of John. He, He actually calls it the voice of a stranger. Watch this. Watch this. John chapter 10, verse 4 through 5. He said, when he brought... Out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep, that's you and I, his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. What are you hearing in your head right now? Is it positive? Is it helping you out? Is it negative? If it's negative, then maybe you need to silence that noise. Is it causing you to react in a way that is not pleasing to God? Then maybe you need to silence that noise. Is it causing your behavior to act differently? Every time you hear this, every time you're around this person, every, th- every time you're hanging out with, you know, with that person, every time you, you, you go on, on this person's page and, and you see different things, maybe it's time to silence that noise. Maybe it's not just time to silence the noise. Maybe it's time to unfriend that noise too. Silence the noise. Silence the noise. And when you silence the noise, there's only one thing that you can think about. There's only one thing that I think about. I think about the goodness of God. I think about how good he's been to me. I think about how faithful he's been to me. I think about how the Lord has kept me and protected me. I don't know about you, but can you give me, can you give me? I don't know about you, but you know what? I need to silence the noise. Because there is voices right now that I... Maybe in my previous season, maybe I could have heard of that. Maybe I could have entertained that. But where God is bringing me right now, I can't hear those voices anymore. 
where God is bringing me right now. I can't go there anymore. I need to silence the noise. Are you hearing me today, church? I need to silence the noise. And I'm going to take this off because I can't hear myself. (laughs) We're talking about two things. Wow. (laughs) Those are real noise-canceling headphones. We're talking about two things today on how to be intentional with our faith. Number one was silence the noise. Number two, we need to be in the present. Be in the present. Be in the now. You know, when I, when I first moved here, um, I added a lot of people from Fuel Church on Facebook. And I loved going on Facebook because I see every single Sunday all the, the check-ins. And I see, hey, we're double dipping, we're triple, triple dipping and quad dipping and, you know. what? And I was like, man, everyone's so excited to be here. And then I come through the doors and everyone's so excited to serve and everyone's smiling. Like, I've never seen so many smiles. I'm like, Jacob, what? are you feeding these people? <laughs> are you giving them like a joy injection? Like, cause we're at the fourth service and everybody's like, <laughs> I'm like, what time you been here since seven 30? <laughs> okay. Sorry. I'm walking with my wife. I'm like, Whatever, whatever you guys are taking, I want it. <laughs> but we need to be in the present. You know, some, sometimes we can get so radical about helping out, so radical about serving, so passionate about, you know, making sure every chair is where it needs to be, so radical about making sure every, every car in the parking lot is where it needs to be, so radical about checking kids in, but we forget to be in the present of what God is doing right now. We get, we get so passionate about serving. We get so passionate about being Martha. We forget to be Mary. We forget to be at the feet of Jesus. Another, another thing about being in the present is that some of us, we're always living for tomorrow. Always. We're always living for tomorrow. What does that mean? Lord, I can't wait for tomorrow because I know that tomorrow, that's the day that you're going to deliver me from that sin. I can't wait for tomorrow because, you know, when tomorrow comes, that's when all my debt is going to be canceled. I just can't wait. When all my bills are paid, then I'm going to be so happy. We're always living for tomorrow. Man, I can't wait for all my student loans to be paid. We're always living for tomorrow. Always living for tomorrow. Oh, I can't wait to find, you know, my wife or my husband always living for tomorrow and we forget to be present. When God heals me, yes, when God heals me, tomorrow. You're so focused on tomorrow, your faith today is miserable. You are walking with some miserable faith in today because your faith is in tomorrow and tomorrow's never going to come. We got to be in the present. We got to be in the now. 
We say, God, when you fix this, then I can really serve you. God, when you heal me tomorrow, then I can really serve you. What if this, what if this miracle that you're waiting to happen, what if this thing that you're waiting to appear, what if, what if the miracle that you're waiting to happen is happening right now? What if, what if the miracle God is saying, what if the miracle is happening right now and that miracle is, is that I'm walking with you today? I'm walking with your pain today. I'm doing life with you today. I'm present with you today. Yes, I am in your tomorrow, but you better believe I am in your today. I am present. I am here. And God is saying, would you be here with me? Would you be intentional? I'm here, God is saying. I'm here. See, here's one way that we can be in the present. The way that we can be in the present is to be present in his presence. Be present in his presence. I'm talking about spending time with God. I'm talking about talking to God. You you see, sometimes it's like we say to ourselves, well, I need to go to church because that's when that's where the presence of God is and that's where I feel God the most. No. God is not only here. You can find the presence everywhere you go. You could be driving, you know, the best in me when I'm in the car and I'm going to work, man, I'm in his presence. I put some worship on, I'm in his presence. Mom, you could, be, you could be washing the dishes in his presence. You could be walking your dog in his presence. You could be in the shower in his presence. You could be in the middle of a storm and still be in the presence of the almighty God. You can be in the fire and still feel his presence and still feel his joy and still feel his comfort. Somebody say, I'm in the presence. We have to be present in his presence. See, don't wait for for everything to get right. Don't wait for your life to get completely together, to be plugged in into his presence. We have such an awesome church here. Now is the time to plug in into the presence Now is the time to plug in into community with some good brothers and sisters around you that can help you, that can encourage you, that can lift up your faith, that can be by your side. Now is the time to plug in into a small group. Now is the time to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose, and to make a difference. Now is the time. Stop living for tomorrow God is here in your today. God is here in your today. Stop waiting for tomorrow to happen. He's here in your today. Once again, thanks for joining us for this week's message. If you would like to know more about us, be sure to visit us at thefuelchurch.com. It's also here where if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can click on the online giving tab. 
Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And we hope and pray you have a blessed week.